0: Welcome to Gracefield Grit. I'm your host, Lana Stinner, and we are chatting all about growing your faith, family, and the backyard farm. Here at the Gracefield Homestead, we are having honest, hard, and authentic conversations with some amazing guests about getting back to the basics and what's important in life. We are not for everyone, and we don't clean up our conversations, so you will get the unedited chat. Each episode, you can expect practical tips and encouragement. I am so honored to have you join us today. So grab a cup of coffee and let's do this thing. Hey friend, welcome back to the Gracefield Grip Podcast episode number 107 titled, Be the Dumbest One in the Room. I know it's not the most professional title, a bit unconventional, but it does get right to the point of what we're going to be chatting about today, continuing to learn Raising the bar in all areas of our life and getting over the pride and perfection of knowing it all. Here at the Gracefield Homestead, we are of the belief that we need to get out of our comfort zones and make it a point to be the dumbest person in the room at least once a month. This is how we grow. This concept applies to learning about homesteading in the backyard farm, it applies to your faith and the Bible studies. It also applies to parenting, marriage, and your family. Although we stick to faith, family, and the farm topics here on this podcast, this concept most definitely applies to your finances and careers as well. We love being the dumbest one in the room, and it is our goal to make it happen at least monthly, and I'm going to share with you why. So let's dive in. Have you ever heard the saying, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room? Well, there's a profound truth behind that. When we surround ourselves with individuals who are more knowledgeable, intelligent, and accomplished than us, we open up a world of opportunities for growth and self-improvement. So today I'll share with you three reasons why you should strive to be in rooms with people who are smarter than you are, which it's hard to do. So as I record this, my husband CJ is having a birthday this week. I'm sure the chief wouldn't care if I shared his age, but I won't. That's his story to tell. I've been very open with you about my age and he is one year older, so you might be able to figure it out. So as we were raising our kiddos around the dinner table, we would ask the kids, what's your favorite part of the day and what's your least favorite part of the day? We called it our highs and lows. We would go around the table and each have a minute to share. In a big family, it is so hard for everyone to get a minute, feel understood and heard. So this helped in a little tiny way. We would hear things like, I think I bombed my math test. That might've been a low. My speech sucked. Or I had Russell offs at practice and I won for a high, or I got invited to a birthday party. All kinds of things we would learn in those few minutes. Some were very important and others were just a touch base with the kids. Many of the lows were when the kids didn't feel like they were the smartest ones in the room. And this shouldn't always be a negative. We can flip the narrative to the truth. What is that truth when you feel like you're the dumbest one in the room? The truth is that you have the courage to put yourself out there and you're learning. You may have heard of the arena quote from Theodore Roosevelt, and I just absolutely love it. And I come back to it pretty often. It goes like this. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust, sweat and blood who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of a high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. I love that phrase. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena. You step in that arena when you humble yourself to walk into a room full of people that know way more than you do. For years, CJ and I would do something similar to our dinner ritual with the kiddos, just the two of us, mainly if it was a special day or we had a big event or an important meeting. Our simple touch base on how things were going kind of morphed, and it was actually a running joke with each other anytime we were in a, one of these new situations. Just this week, the chief had a new training out of town, and when I asked how did it go on day one, his response was, well... I was definitely the dumbest one in the room today. Check that off. He was frustrated over new technology, math equations, and the physical pounding work as we are over here aging and doing things 20-year-olds 20 20 do. So we both have had phases in our lives where it feels like we are the dumbest one in the room every dang day. Then all of a sudden things shift, we learn, and then we become comfortable first as the doer and then the mentor or the teacher. The funny thing is that over the years, we find ourselves drawn to these types of environments. It's almost a challenge or pushing to soak up all that we can in this short life that we're given. Feeling stupid and inadequate for a short amount of time to immerse ourselves in something interesting and fascinating can be so rewarding. Of course, day three of CJ's class, he's no longer the dumbest one in the room because he's picking it up. He's understanding and asking the right questions. The shift happens, but you have to walk into that arena, walk into that room. Okay, so let's get to it. Reason number one to regularly be the dumbest one in the room is the intellectual challenge. When you're the least knowledgeable person in a room, it pushes you to step outside of that comfort zone. It challenges your existing beliefs. It expands your horizons and encourages you to think critically. It gets your brain working and your blood pumping. Talk about endorphins popping when something clicks or makes sense for that first time. Engaging in these discussions with individuals who possess diverse perspectives and expertise can spark new ideas and inspire you to be innovative and look at things differently. By exposing yourself to intellectual challenges, you open doors to that personal growth and development. And I would call it a reset of your brain. It just feels good to be challenged intellectually. A little rabbit trail over here, just to clarify. This is very different than your standard Googling data on your phone. We have access to so much information. There are expert blog posts, topical podcasts. Heck, in 60 seconds, I could pull up some study from a university across the world and regurgitate the stats. I'm not talking about that kind of intellectual capacity. I'm talking about the true learning and full intellectual knowledge that is a challenge. It's usually hands-on. The second reason to get in the arena and be the dumbest one in the room is, of course, the learning and the knowledge that you get out of it. So this is different than that first one, the challenge It just keeps things interesting, fresh, and new. Surrounding yourself with people who are more knowledgeable than you provides an invaluable learning opportunity. You just soak it up. You have the chance to absorb their wisdom, tap into their expertise, and gain insights from their experiences by actively listening and the main thing, asking questions, seeking out their advice you can accelerate your own learning process. And remember, education is a lifelong journey and begins in rooms with intelligent individuals that ensures the continuous flow of knowledge. And it's just exciting. So I have a couple controversial statements here. First one is that it needs to be in a physical room with other people, in a Zoom room at a minimum. But In-person is so much better, and I know since COVID, everything went south with that. True learning is not just regurgitating AI or Googled facts. It's the hands-on, it's the eye-to-eye questions with an expert. The discomfort of being the least knowledgeable person in the room is a sign of progress. It signifies that we are stepping out of our comfort zones and into the realm of endless possibilities. My other controversial statement is, as a college professor, education is not limited to that formal institution or the pursuit of degrees. All of us can agree that real learning rarely comes from that traditional classroom. It is a continuous journey of exploring and discovery that is rarely happening on a college campus. By embracing a growth mindset and surrounding ourselves with individuals who challenge and inspire us, we have a path of lifelong learning. It never stops. doesn't matter how old you are. We open ourselves up to new ideas, new perspectives, and opportunities for that development and growth. So reason number three is just plainly elevating your standards. When you are surrounded by high achievers and individuals who excel in their field, it raises the bar for yourself. You witness firsthand what is possible and it motivates you to push your limits. As the saying goes, you've all heard it, you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Our poor teenagers heard this statement so often. And I truly believe that it's even more important for us as adults, if that's possible. By surrounding ourselves with these smart powerhouses that are game on in whatever field they are doing, we can subconsciously absorb that drive and that excitement and their work ethic. And it elevates our standards of that growth as well. Life is short. And we should be soaking up the wisdom and knowledge of those around us that are killing it, experiencing things that we've only dreamt about. This doesn't only apply to the head knowledge to help you with your backyard farm or your faith journey. It also goes for opening ourselves up to these new adventures and the journeys. A huge congratulations goes out to my nephew that is graduating high school this week. He has been an amazing athlete. He's got this one sport that he's just killing it in. And when he was at his senior year this year, he took on a new sport at the end of the year that he had never participated in before. He made the varsity golf team. He learned a lot, spent some afternoons out on the beautiful greenways And he now has a skill set that he can use for recreation and his career for the rest of his life. If I want to learn golf, I have to go pay for lessons. He did it the right way and he didn't cave to fear and pride because he didn't know it all. That's how we should be looking at things. I take a minute and reflect on that importance of pushing myself and seeking out those who are smarter than me in new adventures. It's not about feeling inferior or inadequate, but rather embracing that opportunity to learn and grow. Surrounding ourselves with experts and intellectual giants help us challenge those limitations. And it it raises the bar for us. Our performance goes to a new height. So make a conscious effort to seek out these rooms and be open to the new perspectives and don't stop pursuing that education just because it feels uncomfortable and you feel dumb. What fascinates you right now? What keeps you up? What makes you excited? Make a conscious effort to seek out people in those types of rooms and fields. Engaging in meaningful conversation Asking those questions and actively listening to what they say helps us grow. Remember, it is okay to be the dumbest one in the room if it means you're in a place where you grow and you thrive. So that's all for today's episode. I hope you found this discussion valuable and thought provoking. I know it's a little soft and kind of hokey, but it is so important. Remember, it is okay to be the dumbest one in the room because you're growing and you won't be the dumbest one for long. I challenge you to find a new room that is filled with people that are smarter than you, whether that's a homesteading conference, whether that's a Bible study, a parenting co-op, or even a career network working group. For us, when we have humbled ourselves and stepped into that uncomfortable arena that we have no place walking into and allowed ourselves to be the dumbest ones in the room, that's when we could see the true growth in our lives. That's when we can switch and become the mentor and bring others into the arena to learn and then pass on all that goodness. Thank you for joining us today in this episode of Gracefield Grit. I know that your time is valuable and I truly appreciate you being here. I hope it was helpful and that you'll share it with a friend. In order to schedule amazing guests on our show, we could use some good reviews. So if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be honored if you could head over to the podcast app on your phone, tap the album art for the Gracefield Grit podcast, scroll down to the bottom of the page, and write a review. I'm looking forward to our next episode, and I hope you'll join us again. Blessings to you today, friend, as you live out your own grace-filled grit.